Hello, Growing Up Crazy, and this will be Lesson 4, and really it'll just be a place to put my thoughts. Uh, again, if you're just tuning in, go back to March 11th and start from there, because this is a place to put my thoughts. I've been going in and out of meditation, trying to, to remember what occurred to me while I was in Ecuador doing the plant ceremonies over the last few weeks. And I've been accessing more and more of it and been able to put it more into like a cogent context to where I can really sort of wrap my, my physical mind around it, my 3D mind around it. And I want to share here what I've come up with so far. And basically that is is that we are sort of dualistic in nature, but that is mostly because of our makeup. So we're a very small percent of us is physical. Only a very small percent of us is physical. The rest of us is energetical. We have an energy body the same way we have a physical body. But much like the way we utilize a different consciousness between waking and dreaming, our physical body and our energy body also utilizes a different type of consciousness. And they're very dissimilar in that we all know what kind of consciousness we use in our physical body. It's what we occupy most of the day. Our energy body, though, occupies a different kind of consciousness. It's one something that I've started calling direct knowing. And it's mostly that whatever you put your focus on when you're within your energy body, you gain instant access to or at least an affinity for you develop a relationship with whatever you put your attention on and the relationship is developed and deepened by the intensity of your focus as well as the ways in which that thing or vibration is similar to you so you can never see anything as an entirety you just see it in the ways it's similar to you and you develop you gain a knowledge of whatever you're focused upon and you also draw it towards you that your focus acts not only as a magnifying glass but also as a magnet and that focus that attention that perception moves between the physical and the energetical freely it's what i call the nexus of perception so you have a physical body you also have an energetical body the energetical body is much more vast and profound than the physical body although while we're here because of our nexus of perception acting as a magnifying glass and as a magnet it makes us feel as if physicality is primarily what exists it makes us feel as if the physicality is like 99% of what's going on when in fact it's the opposite it's like less than 1% of what's going on it's just our focus that really makes it real and most of the things we place our focus on in our current 3D world are just non-existent they're imaginary we came up with them out of thin air like debt um, debt isn't real. It doesn't exist. Money isn't real. It doesn't exist. It's just an idea that we've learned to train our focus on constantly. And it's actually our focus is what gives these things life. They have no life in and of themselves. It is our energies which breathe life into them on a continual moment-by-moment, day-by-day basis. The stock market doesn't exist. Um, if we stopped putting our focus on it collectively, it would just cease to exist the moment we removed our focus from it many things like that what does exist is the tree what does exist is the wind what does exist is the eagle those things actually exist they have a sentience and an existence all of their own those things are real um the your 401k is not just saying anyway <laughs> moving right along and this energetical body and so there's various forms of energetical consciousness the way that there's various forms of physical consciousness. There's some energetical consciousness that's non-corporate at all. It has no body, never had a body, probably will never have a body. It never gets grounded out. And 
these are the the things that these shaman are are, are dealing with called spirits. Although there's a there's a much higher order, well beyond that. Um, it's easy to get trapped in the idea of spirits and entities because it's like when you're going through a walk through the woods with your physical body and you see all the trees and the flowers and you get trapped in the landscape. Same thing with your energetical body. You go walking in your energetical body and you get trapped with all the, the myriad and buried different types of consciousness that exist in the world at large. And many of them are actually actively seeking your attention. Some are benevolent, some are benign. Um, some don't give a wit for us one way or another and others are predatory whereas other, and others are parasitic and it's no different than our physical world it's actually much more it's infinitely more varied and complex than our physical world the energetical world is above that is a state of unity a state of just sublime bliss a state of pure white knowledge light consciousness where everything is joined and everything is together and there's no separateness at all and this consciousness it permeates and infuses all things and is able to be experienced by our nexus of perception when we allow for it so it permeates us at all times it never leaves us ever but in order to really experience it on a conscious level we have to train our focus upon it upon that nuance and then allow it into ourselves and also create a place for it to exist if your heart is full of discord and disassociation and hate and anger fear jealousy lust what have you it's not a suitable ground it's not a suitable place for this vibration to enter because it's so antithetical to it i don't know if we i call it wrong it's more a question of a relationship like there's no way to do a relationship wrong you can't have a wrong relationship you have a relationship with all things it's just a question of whether that relationship's healthy or not how healthy is your relationship how close are you how connected are you to whatever it is you're having a relationship with and when we're having a relationship with the divine the more similar that we are to that unity and that love frequency the easier it is to experience the, the more welcome it is inside of us within us the more we can feel it and it's it's not like a possession it's already there it's completely already there it's it's that what we choose to put our focus upon rather putting our focus upon the divine expands the field of view of that magnifying glass it makes us larger um, whereas putting the focus on fear suffering whatever makes it smaller so really, putting our focus upon the divine expands us and allows us to be a more perfect receptacle for it. We're never told what to do because this universal frequency runs on love and freedom and free will. So we're never automatons. We weren't built to be automatons. We were built to have agency. This is one of the things that I discovered, and I think one of the critical things that I discovered in Ecuador was that first was preparing the way. First was preparing myself that involved letting go of the crap thinking and the thinking entirely really but clearing all out my mind not just dismissing my mind with plant medicine not just blasting it out of into pieces with power plants but actually cleaning my mind to where making it fertile ground and then going inside and cleaning my spirit being you know of just weakness and and fear and attachment and and attachment to suffering and all of the rest and then really allowing for that 
consciousness to come in, beckoning to it, um, allowing for it, welcoming it, um, accepting that relationship, desiring that relationship. That's what I would say after cleaning of the mind and then cleaning of the energy body and then desiring the relationship. And it was right there the entire time, ready, eager, and willing, you know, because we are made of all things. And when we, when we die and become energy and then our energy body rejoins these things with the experiences that we've had along the way, we will return there anyway. So it's already done. There, it's already done. It's already been accomplished. In some level, it already exists, this final conclusion, because it exists in a place outside of time. So we've already rejoined it. We're more following the trail of breadcrumbs back to a perfection that already exists outside of time. And if you can wrap your mind around that, then then um, congratulations, you're a perfect candidate for ayahuasca. <laughs> so... But yeah, so first the clearing of the mind, then was the clearing of the energy body, then was a beckoning for it, a desirousness of that relationship, and then allowing it inside of me, and then realizing that this energy, this frequency, also wanted to have a relationship with me. Not that I would just bask in the reflected glow of a higher power or an infinity that I was observing, you know, but actually to use that vibration to kindle a light, like kindle like a pilot light just below my navel, where it was just a, a microcosmic and singular reflection of that divinity as a whole, you know. Um, a candle held next to the sun, but both made of the same things, you know. And then bringing that feeling up through my core, up and out the top of my head through breathing and and focus and desire. And then and then loving on my body and seeing my body and seeing the water, for a lack of a better word, just the water that was in my body. But it wasn't just water. It was, um, it was a communality with all things, that everything had water, that the universe was made on water, that water was here first. And that that water that came into existence at the beginning of time was also a part of me. And really becoming conscious of that. And... When using that water to, it's impossible to describe, to intone an internal vibration of what I wanted. Like I just did it again now in meditation, this entire process of meditation for the desire of peace and prosperity. And what I've learned there is that it's not just a question of receiving. Um, Abraham Hicks is correct, and then the receiving mode is the beginning. And what she calls the vortex of being in the receiving mode and channeling this, this frequency puts you directly in the receiving mode and what she calls the vortex, which is that place of alignment that many people call it, um, the place of allowing alignment. But it goes further. Um, we do need to learn to become generators of that frequency as well and, and groom our own frequency, um, tend our own garden, um, tend our own flame. And when this feeling is brought up and I set out the top of the head, it, it, it seemed to appear like a light above the top of my head. And between the light at the top of my head interacting with the water that was in my body, it sent out my desire to the universe at large that appeared in concentric bands of rainbow energy that pulsed from me. And just sitting there in a place pulsing my desire for peace and prosperity. That's what I did today. And... 
And that's just the process. And then turning that light back upon my consciousness and upon my body to rid myself of any sort of energetical attachment, um, physical and conscious, that might be present. Because that light just sort of causes any sort of parasitical relationship or negative relationship to leave while it's being occupied. So the longer you can stay in this space, the longer you can be free of these things. And I do believe that over a course of time, possibly free entirely. I'm not sure yet. But that is as far as I've gotten so far, to allow for that frequency, to learn to generate it within yourself, beginning below the navel, then bring that feeling up through your core, out the top of your head, to kindle that that tongue of flame above your head. Turn that flame back upon your body. Um, become aware of the, the water that exists within you, the primordial feminine that has existed since the dawn of time. And then use that, I don't know, to play it almost like an instrument for the frequency and the vibration that you wish to put out into the world. And that'll be just your own little unique signature, your own, your own note in the infinite song of creation. And aho. Cheers. Grown up crazy. Lesson four.